The reading of Scripture comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Let us ask the Lord to bless the reading and hearing of his holy word. Our gracious Father, on this night we remember that you sent your Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. We pray that you will visit us now, come down from heaven in the power and presence of your Holy Spirit, that we might have ears to hear and hearts to believe and souls to receive with joy the glorious gospel of your Son, the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Let us hear the gospel of Jesus Christ according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, 
as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I had a lot of fun this morning wrapping presents. I'm not very good at it. Paper always gets wrinkled. The corners don't fold down very neatly. I use far more scotch tape than I should. And the only way I know how to make a bow is the same way I tie my shoe. And so I really hope that the most important thing is that the present is wrapped up with love. And that the present itself really is a gift of love and received as a gift of love. Isn't, isn't that right? You just imagine for a moment what tomorrow morning might be like for you. I mean, you really hope that the gifts that you give will be happily received, don't you? I mean, There's nothing like giving a gift to someone, watching them open it, and, oh, it's nice. (laughs) And it puts you in an awkward situation, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? When you open the present, however beautifully wrapped, and, oh, gee, Thanks. Well, when that happens, something has gone amiss, hasn't it? We've missed the connection. The connection between the gifts under the tree and the gift in the manger. And why, after all, do we give and receive gifts at Christmas? Christmas gift giving and gift receiving maybe we need to remember, are a, a reflection and a reminder and a celebration of the gift which the infinite and eternal, all-holy creator of heaven and earth has given to us. Would you take some time tonight And tomorrow, really, would you take some time to think more deeply about the gift that God has given to you, the gift of his beloved son to be your savior and your Lord? How do you and I respond to that gift? Is Jesus Christ, is Jesus Christ the best of all gifts? The gift that you treasure more than any other? The one gift which you simply could not live without? Is Jesus Christ the gift which fills your heart with happiness, with joy? The gift which is just perfect, just what you wanted? 
just what you needed. I want to ask you tonight to consider your response to God's gift to you. Consider your response to Jesus as we think about his birth into this world. Jesus' birth itself is reported in very simple and very natural terms. She brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, laid him in a manger. He was born just like every other ordinary baby is born. But Luke has already told us in chapter 1 that this ordinary baby was also an extraordinary baby, conceived not by natural human power, but by the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit of God. Now, interestingly enough, the first people to learn of his birth, other than Mary and Joseph, were very, very ordinary people. They were so ordinary that Luke does not even tell us their names. They were shepherds. They, they had no social status, no standing, no power. They had a hard life. They lived out in the fields with the sheep. They roamed from pasture to pasture without the comforts of home, fending off predators, fighting off thieves. And although sheep were fairly important animals economically, shepherds really were not very important individuals at all. They were not nearly as sweet as the children in bathrobes that we often see in Christmas pageants. In fact, they had a rather rough reputation. But the angel of the Lord appeared to these shepherds. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And so these ordinary people suddenly found themselves in the middle of a very extraordinary experience. Those who lived so close to the earth were receiving a message from heaven. Why? Now, why was the message, first of all, directed to these shepherds? Well, first of all, this was the announcement of the birth of the Messiah of Israel, the promised son of of David prophesied to come. King David's descendant who would establish his kingdom and sit on the throne and reign forever and ever. And King David himself, you remember, was once a shepherd. And so it was said of his descendant, the promised Messiah, that he would shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord. So it was especially appropriate that the shepherds were the first ones to hear the message, the good news, that the shepherd of Israel had been born. Shepherds know what shepherds do. They knew what this shepherd king would do for his flock, protect, provide, lead, guide, rule, reign with faithfulness, wisdom, power, and love. These shepherds themselves needed a shepherd. So do you and I. Another reason that the shepherds were the first to hear the message is the fact that the angel announced a message of good news that was and is for all the people. It, it was and is a message for everyone, even the most ordinary people, even the most overlooked, taken for granted, poor, lowly, run-of-the-mill, unimportant people whose names we do not know. 
the shepherd. This was God's way of saying, I'm sending the Savior of the world, and I'm not overlooking anyone. I'm not forgetting anyone. I'm not leaving anyone out. I'm not favoring one class or one group of people over another. In fact, the last shall be first. The shepherds, the last and the least of the world, will be the first to hear the good news. It's an expression of the gospel itself. Once again, the ordinary comes together with the extraordinary in the experience of the shepherds. The ordinary shepherds are the first to hear the extraordinary message of the birth of the Savior. It's an illustration of the gospel. The glorious Son of God humbled himself and became man. And when he came into the world, he did so in obscurity, in humility, even poverty. That is God's way of saying that he has come into the world for us all. He has come all the way down to all of us who will see and admit our utter poverty, our nothingness, our nothingness before him. And therefore we may come to him. In fact, we must come to Christ. We must come in our utter poverty, helplessness, powerlessness, unimportance, unimportance. He came in lowly humility. That is the only way that we can come to him in lowly humility like the shepherds. Said a couple of times, we don't know the shepherds' names, but the good news is that the shepherd, the good shepherd knows our names. He knows your name. He calls you by name to come into his fold to follow Him in faith, in the paths of righteousness. He promises to be with you, even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He calls you by name that you might come to Him and in new birth, become his brother or sister, son or daughter of the kingdom with an eternal inheritance which you could never acquire or achieve on your own. Yet another reason that the shepherds were the first to hear the message may have been that God chooses the weak and the humble and the despised things of this world to proclaim his wisdom, his power, his love in Jesus Christ. Now, think about how the story unfolds, the details we often overlook. The angel said to the shepherds, this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. The angel gave the shepherds specific information. But, but why? Why this clue? 
the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Well, it was the way of the angels sending the shepherds off on this, on this treasure hunt with this, this clue. Look for the Messiah in the manger. And when they found him, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. Now, why is that important? It's important because, you see, the shepherds were testifying. They appeared at the manger as witnesses. They came and confirmed publicly what Mary and Joseph knew privately. And it didn't stop there. They made known abroad, everywhere they went, the saying which the angel had told them, that this baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger, was the Savior for all people, Christ the Lord. These ordinary people told everybody about the extraordinary gift that they had been given. These ordinary people told everybody about this extraordinary gift that they had been given. And isn't that how we are when we receive that gift that we've really wanted? When it's just the perfect thing? We take great joy in telling others. And, and the shepherds that night received a gift that could not have been more perfect. A baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. An unknown apparently unimportant baby born in obscurity and humility just like them. And so they could believe that he really was for them. Now, how do you and I respond to the gift of God? Do we know our need of a Savior? Now, think about this tomorrow. Think about it tonight. Is Jesus Christ simply like another nice thing to put in the closet or the attic of your life? You know, like another nice tie, another pretty pair of earrings, another high-tech gizmo. Nice. Nice, but not really needed. Or do you know in your heart that you desperately need this gift, Jesus Christ? That without Him you would be lost in the dark, all alone, unable to find your way home. That without Him there would be no answer to the deepest questions in your soul, no satisfaction for the deepest longings of your heart. That without Him, your story, without Him, your story could never have a happy ending. Your pain, your pain in this world would never have resolution or redemption. 
and your grief in this dark and sad world would never, ever have any closure. That without Him, your sins would sink you in the sea of death. But that in Him, in Him alone, the Holy Son of God is, is the fullness of your salvation. The light of truth for your life. The answer to the deepest longings of your heart. The forgiveness you need. The hope you need. And the peace you need. Now, listen to this. Here it is. Here it is. All of this, your acceptance by God, your assurance of the steadfast love and faithfulness of God, your hope of glory in life everlasting, all of that is wrapped up. Wrapped up. In this gift, Jesus Christ. The love of God, which will never leave or fail us, which you and I so desperately need and need to be assured of, is wrapped up in Jesus Christ. Tomorrow we will exchange gifts with loved ones. Those gifts are but the reflections of the gift which God has given to us. We love because He first loved us. We give to one another because He first gave to us. And He gave a perfect gift. Wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger, nailed to a cross, laid in a tomb, raised up in victory, coming again in glory. Everything good that we've ever really wanted and all that we've ever needed is all wrapped up in Him. As you open your gifts, open your heart and receive Him with joy. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among men with whom he is pleased. Let us pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the glorious gospel of your Son, Jesus Christ. We give you thanks that for our sake and our salvation, he humbled himself and came down from heaven to be born as one of us, to live for us, to die for us, to rise for us, and to reign for us. Grant us the grace of faith that believing with joy we may live for your glory now and forever. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.